0: Who knows why these things happen, but as you will soon find out... For some reason, technology screwed me over on this week's episode of the podcast, and rather than record my audio through this lovely mic that you're hearing me talk through now, it recorded it through my, I guess, my speaker on my Mac. Now, this doubly sucks because it sounds like I'm in a restaurant, but also I recorded this podcast with somebody else in the room with me, and sometimes you can hear them clicking away on their mouse, which is no fun for anyone. So I just wanted to report, uh, record this opening and apologize... That's all I can do. I don't not, uh, not want to put this episode out because obviously we put a lot of time into it and I had a guest on as well. If you can't listen to it, I understand. Hopefully you'll forgive me. I think this is the first time it's ever happened, but let's just get on with the show. I'm going to take my head and slam it into a brick wall. Live from Parts Unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling show. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Simon, there's a lot of episodes this week, but look, you have the power to listen or not listen. This is what has been bestowed upon you since the day of your birth. But look, we had loads of stuff to talk about. On Monday, we had Jim Sterling on. Make sure you go and check out. On Tuesday, you have to do the flagship show, as I'm now calling it. The, the main one, the big one. And then, uh, look, I have a patron, as you know, if you've not the show before. Patreon.com forward slash SimonMiller316. And I only do get loads of rewards like t-shirts, podcasts, postcards... Uh, Loads of stuff. You can go check it out now just by going to that link. Like I say, you can also come on the podcast. And so by a sheer sheer chance, a sheer, I don't know what you would call it, the person that is going to come on today has been to that episode of Raw about about what twelve, sixteen, seventeen hours ago that everybody is talking about. So first and foremost, I welcome to the podcast for the first time, my man Derek. Derek, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, uh, Thanks for having me on. Oh
0: no, dude! Thank you for the support, man. I appreciate it. Now look, we we had planned this anyway, and you may have said this, and I got confused. That happens to me to to me a lot. But you were at the show. What was it twenty hours ago? Whatever it was, you went to Night Raw in Texas last night, right?
1: Yes, my yeah, my wife and I we went to uh, to the show last night, um, and I thought. From what I saw live, I thought it was great. I mean, we got there right from, um you know, from the pre-show. I guess they do the, you know, the main event show from 6.30 till you know, 7 at time, 30 minutes prior, and then the show and then the dark match. And I thought, I mean, it was, it was, I thought it was great from what I saw. I guess, like I talked to you, you know, earlier, is I didn't have to worry about the commentating, so... I thought it was a great show.
0: <laughs> well, let's start with the thing that everybody wants to discuss. I, I was able to have a quick conversation uh, with somebody who was listening to the the live show we did. We recorded this on Tuesday just to uh, break the fourth wall in there. So earlier I was doing the, the live show on YouTube, YouTube.com, for system Report Rules. As you know, you can join me live. And they kind of said to me briefly that when they saw the big explosion angle at the start between Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman as they careered through the, uh, the, the raw entranceway, for a second, they were a bit like – because it because obviously they did that thing where it went on a little bit too long. This was intentional to where they kind of did create this atmosphere that maybe something had gone wrong. I think deep down we all know that it hadn't, but that's the cool thing about wrestling. Your body, once you do buy in and once you invest, will, will, will let you believe. So just give me an on-the-ground live experience of that, man. Because I'm guessing at first you're like, cool, no 15 to 20-minute opening segment of somebody talking. That's always nice. And then you get that cool <laughs> angle as well. So, yeah, just kind of give me a, a play-by-play, a rundown of you know how you felt when you saw its born show most Bobby Lashley when they went into the crowd, right up to that big explosion. Because it must have been pretty cool to see in person. Yeah, it, it,
1: it was cool. Where we actually sat, we were right there by the ramp, so we're Amazing. probably we're only about a few rows away from where they you know crash into the stage. But yeah, I, I was I was actually uh, expecting Shane McMahon to come out to start the show, <laughs> but I was surprised <laughs> yeah. to see. You know, Braun and Bobby starting off the show. I thought it was great, and I I, I agree with you. I think it went too, a little too long. Uh, you know, when they crashed into the I guess you, I guess they were just pyro. Um, my first thought was like, this is you know this is cool, and you know? this is something different. They've never done this before. You know, to start off the show. Um, and I and I think uh, uh, what I've read on Twitter and from your ups and downs is I guess Corey Graves I guess made him more feel more realistic when he kind of cussed on on air. So I, thought, I mean that. I'm sure for you as a viewer at home, it was a little bit, you know, made it feel more real.
0: Yeah, um. yeah, absolutely. I think the the only, I don't like to use the word problem, because I really like them saying that. Like, it was a bit teenager, but that's okay, right? It was different. That's the main thing. I will say, yeah. just to be, we don't usually do this, but to be super critical, it, I think it would have been better if somebody had said to Corey, react how you would react no, no holds barred. You know, you can don't say the F word, but no holds barred. Just because when it was delivered, it was just maybe a minute or two—not not, not a minute or two, but thirty seconds after you'd have that reaction. Do you know what I mean? Like it was—I think they'd overthought it a little bit, but I'm being—I'm being—I'm being well too uh, pedantic yeah. here. What was kind of the reaction of people around you as well? Because
1: I, 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 I think—I mean, the whole the crowd of Dallas last night was—I think the, the the whole crowd was into it, the whole show. And when that happened, you know, they were they were chanting um i'm i don't know if i can cuss on your air on your show there's obviously they're chanting the holy shit they're yeah. chanting this is awesome um it, it, and i think that one time they were chanting uh, thank you dallas they're thanking for the you know thanking the paramedics um for <laughs> helping ron and uh, bobby lashley um but i, I mean i thought yeah you know, i thought it was great the crowd was into it um but i but another thought i had I was like well you know they had they do the pyros for you know for that stuff you know make it look real um, to my mind, I was like why can't they just bring those pyros back for you know entrances?
0: Well, dude, um, I mean, why, but the thing <laughs> is, maybe this is part of that transition, right? I mean, maybe I'm being yeah. way too positive, but if they have brought it back for an angle like this, maybe it's a conversation that's going on backstage.
1: Yeah, and that, that's I and mean, that's what I thought. I mean, I hope hopefully, hopefully that will come back soon. Um, I think that's you know that makes the wrestlers' entrance you know a lot more um exciting. Speca- yeah,
0: spectacular, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what about the people around you? Like, was anybody, I'm not going to say anybody was freaking out. Like, I'm not going to be ridiculous here. But, you know, did you kind of, but did you feel like, did it feel like a moment? Do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you're part of yeah, the crowd I, and you I,
1: get yeah, I, I, it felt, yeah, it felt like, I mean, I, to me, I think it felt like, you know, everybody was shocked. I, I felt like everybody was surprised that it happened because nobody was expecting that. Everybody, I think for, at least for me, I'm sure a lot of people around me were just expecting a quick match or something's going to happen where it's a no contest, you know, not not like that. Uh, where they both get knocked out somewhere in the ring and they just can't get up anymore, or it just it just ended pretty quickly. But no one there was expecting, you know, what happened. And I felt like the crowd around us um, were 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 shocked for the most part. I don't I don't think, you know, you know, I'm sure there was some around me that thought it was, you know, they you know it's still real to them, but <laughs> <laughs> but what from my point of view, I I think the crowd was. I mean I, I think they just felt like there it was it was it was it was a, it was a different it was a, it was different it was a shocking moment for for most of us around it because you don't really see that anymore in WWE
0: mm. and do you do you credit it to Paul Heyman given all because that's the other argument I think he, I I don't think the whole show was a Paul Heyman vehicle but I think certain elements like that 100% were because you know he's the guy as far as I know who knows for sure but you know the internet wrestling community will tell you he is the guy that pitches ideas like the ring explodes when Brock Lesnar and Big Show do a suplex and things like that he likes bombastic over the top uh, visuals and I, you can see why, why it works it works really well
1: yeah I, and i thought i mean i don't know if you know how much se- and how much of the show was you know um paul Heyman. i don't know how much he's you know he was behind um but that that felt like a paul Heyman type uh segment the the way it was set up um i you know when it, it, to me it kind of felt like with you know with was it brock lesnar and big show back when on smackdown when they broke the ring um, it kind yeah, of, it kind exactly, of, yeah. it kind of felt like that. Um, we you know where t- Taz said the exact exact same thing that, uh, Corey Graves said, but I think with Taz it a little bit, you know, he said, he said it right away. than with Corey Graves said it, but I, to me, I felt like it felt like a Paul hey- Heyman show for the most part. Um, I, I'm sure, I'm sure he had to work around the commercials Um, As I heard on your ups and
0: downs. um. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great segue, man. How is that live? Because I do know that they changed it a little bit this week. I know that there was some wrestling between the Elias and the Miz match. But can you tell me what happened? So, for example, right, we get um, the Viking Raiders versus the New Day. Samoa Joe comes out, attacks Xavier Woods. Kobe Kingston comes out. Then we reset and we got the six-man tag. We cut to advert. What happens in that advert? What do you see?
1: They um did you did, did y'all guys see uh, Samoa Joe and the Viking Raiders going back to the back and then Samoa Joe doing his promo?
0: No, 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 I didn't see
1: that at all. So, so you, you didn't see Samoa's promo then? Okay, well um they you know, like I said it was a quick match. Um the first two pinfalls uh, or not that first pin or that that was a pinfall. Sorry, it was a yeah, interruption Samoa Joe by Samoa yeah, Joe. Actually, yeah. yeah, um that was pretty quick and then they went. Uh, Samoa Joe and the Viking Raiders, they went back to the back and the rub, I guess the one of the announcers said that, you know, it just got confirmed in the back that this is going to be a six man tag match, um, which I already knew that was going to happen because you can kind of predict, you know, this stuff and especially when it comes to ad break. you got to obey the commercial, <laughs> yes. but, but Samoa, they came back up to the stage and then Samoa Joe, you know, cut a, cut a promo. I thought that was live, but I guess, I guess it wasn't, um. For you guys, for you know, people watching at home, um, and then they got back in the ring, and I guess the bell rung, and I guess that's when it came back on air,
0: right? So, Um, you you literally just got a Samojo promo and the announcement they're going to have this match,
1: yes, yeah. So, I guess y'all didn't see that part then,
0: no, 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 that's what I mean. These are the things that happen. Uh, what about um, when did they do it later on? I mean, in the, I mean, I'm jumping around a bit. We'll, we'll secure this up in a second. Did, what about did the they Man- do it
1: with the new? Did, did they do it with the new? Uh, was it who was it? The the three, two out of three falls. I can't think of who it was. not a lie. Yeah, yeah.
0: What did they? Because I know they they did fight a little bit in the in the um, what do you call it. Uh, in the commercial because they put that up on WWE.com on their Twitter feed, I should say. So what happened okay. What happened in that one? But also what happened during, you know, after you had the Ricochet AJ Styles tease and the match started again, what did you get in those two segments?
1: Um, I, I'm trying to think about the Ricochet and because uh, I know what the Ricochet had his foot under the ring and I'm assuming, after, you know, they were talking about it. I guess they went to commercial during that, that time. That's right.
0: Once we'd done that, yeah, we moved on.
1: Um, they were—they just kept going back and forth with the referees, um, to trying to, you know, figure out what's going on. Even though they just showed the replay on the on the Titantron, um, but I guess that—that's all we saw. It just took a while for the the match to reset. Um, but and, and that, go ahead.
0: i guess Does that? I mean, because it's really awkward on television, as we've talked about a lot, because you can just see—it's really transparent. Is it awkward in the arena though? Like, does it feel awkward, <laughs> or does it feel like it floats?
1: Well, I mean, to me, it felt kind of—I mean, to me, I, I kind of felt awkward. I mean, I didn't like the way it was set up. I—I I think they could have made Ricochet win clean there, and then AJ can turn heel that way. But I, it just— it, to me, it just felt weird. I mean, the crowd around me was—you know—they were into it. They were excited when they said this match was going to be reset, uh, restarted, and everybody started cheering because um, they, they didn't want for some—they didn't want—they uh, didn't want AJ to keep the title. They were all cheering for Ricochet, but it was. Um, to me, it, to me, it felt awkward. I, 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 didn't like the way it was set up. But I mean, it, that was that's just on, that's just on my end. But I mean, I enjoy for the most part. But I, I, in my mind, I said, I bet you this is where they're going to commercial. This is yeah. the commercial part right here.
0: Yeah, and you don't want that to be you don't want that to smack you around the face. Basically, is my point. That always feels a bit. It just was a bit weird, doesn't it? Like, well, we, you know, when you're booking around an ad break, I always think it's a bad idea. Let's focus on the good, though. When Did you foresee the AJ Styles turn coming? Because really, I mean, I don't actually think it was WWE's plan. They kind of just fell into it. But they had been teasing this for, you know, the last few weeks. I would guess. This is just my me, me speculating. I would guess yeah. that it was Paul Heyman that sat down and went, no, 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 do this you know, do this. Like, it's a really good idea. I mean, obviously, it, it did react well because you got the best kind of heel turn reaction where everybody cheers in the arena, but then actually when the story sets in, they start to boo. I love that. That's the the perfect heel turn. You get the shock reaction and then you get, oh, no, wait, don't beat up our guy reaction, which means WWE has done their job uh, uh, perfectly. But yeah, walk it through it. Again, you were there, man. Just let me know how it was for you.
1: Yeah, you know, I wasn't. I mean, I knew AJ was eventually going to turn. I didn't think he would do it last night, but when he was kind of teasing what he did last week, you know, when he, I think he shook um, Ricochet's hand. You know, I, I mean, I thought. like mean, last week I was thinking maybe AJ is going to punch Ricochet right here and turn heel. So, but it happened last night instead because I, well, they're not, I don't think WWE was going to do it two, you know, two weeks in a row where they do the exact same ending where they shake hands and it goes off air. So I, I kind of, you know, felt a little bit like I bet you AJ is going to turn around and punch punch Ricochet. And, and it happened, and and like you said, WWE did good job. as when it comes to a, a proper heel turn, you know, you cheer AJ Styles at the beginning, but you don't want him to beat up a person that you also like with his ricochet. I mean, if they did it to someone that you know they don't care about, um, then you know you wouldn't have the same reaction, I think.
0: Exactly, and I know I, I they I, they most well, they did they definitely hit more home runs than, than they struck out uh, last night. So overall, dude, let's do an overall feel of the, of the kind of thing. I mean, you got a good episode of Raw. I don't think there's any two ways two ways about that. But again, it's always a different experience when you're there. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to, I guess it's hard to actually make this distinction because when you have a great opening like that, but more importantly, when you have a great finish like that, you're obviously going to walk away feeling good. Because even if like the two hours in between were rubbish, you're going to get that adrenaline high from seeing, you know, quite a big story turn with AJ Styles and the club performing and everything like that. But as much as you can remember sort of on a segment by segment basis, I mean, because obviously the, the most important thing about this episode is... Has Paul Heyman sunk his teeth into it? You know, was this hitting the reset button? Are we going to come out the back of Extreme Rules and, you know, finally get a better a WWE product? Is that how you saw it? Or, you know, is this just a weird yeah. t- temptation of fate? Like, what do you think it is?
1: I don't I mean, I think maybe, you know, because we did just have, you know, the Fighter Fest on, on a Saturday. I, you know, maybe answer to that because they know how well that was. And, you know, I, you know, Paul, if this is becoming Paul Heyman's first official show as a, uh, I guess, was he this title executive director for Raw? uh, If it, to me, it felt, it felt different. This Raw felt different than it has been. Um, I know, and that you still have to, you know, play in with the ad breaks that I guess how Vince wants it where he doesn't want wrestling during the ad breaks. I know he, you know, he did the best he could with that. That's what, that's what, that's what I, that's what I saw is that. You know, they gave Paul Heyman. Uh, they gave Paul Heyman uh, a script or you know some type of structure to work around with, and and he and he did it. And to me, I, to me, Raw just felt different from beginning to end. I mean, I was into the show the whole time. Um, I don't know how it was back, you know, watching from you know on TV, um, but it it was different. It wasn't like like the beginning part. There was two wrestling matches. We don't really get that on Raw. Um, to start off with, you usually get a you know boring twenty minute promo with you know the exact same thing you see every week, um, and then you go on to a a short five five minute match that doesn't really lead to anything, um, either ruins a, another character or it doesn't build up anybody. Because I when I watch wrestling, I like story. I mean, I like I like I like storytelling. I like how you call it, you know, planting the seeds. I I like I like all that. You, you know, it, it keeps me invested in the in the product and. Watching yesterday live, it kept me, you know, invested in the product. I, You know, I want to tune in next week um, on Raw to see what happens. And even tonight on uh, SmackDown, I want to see, because tonight's will be Eric Bischoff's first official show. So, you know, we'll get to see if, it, you know, if SmackDown feels a little different, because the past, what, few weeks, I felt SmackDown's felt like a replay show for Raw.
0: Yeah, well, that's why I think tonight's episode, I mean, this go live on Wednesday. We're recording this on Tuesday. That's why tonight's episode is so important, because... You know, a news story just popped up on my on my Google updates. It said, you know, Pro Wrestling Torch has come out and said that Heyman worked side by side with Vince McMahon last night in guerrilla position. Uh, there was no signs of combativeness, but instead a cohesive understanding between the pair. Much of that was reflected in the product last night, which included shades of both Heyman and McMahon's fingerprints. So, you know, fair play to Vince McMahon for having the, um, the wherewithal to, to let this information in. But now the real key, like you said, I mean, Raw's been a roller coaster for the last few weeks, but SmackDown has felt dead. So the real interesting thing is, you know, Eric Bischoff is in. Where I don't know where the hell it's being held. Where maybe it's in Texas again. I don't know. But you know, I think we need to. It, it, it will take the wind out of the sails a little bit if we don't get that same, you know, come back on SmackDown. And I would argue, like I say, so like you just said too, that has been in a worse state because it has just felt like Raw 1.5. So what I am hoping, again, around about eight to ten hours time when it's all done and dusted, we can look back over this week and go, okay you know, let's, let's open this up and see what we can do. And that, that excites me more than anything. Like, I think SmackDown right now really needs a, a bit of a kick up the kick up the rear and a rehab.
1: Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it could happen to could happen Nile on SmackDown because, you know, last night I, I don't really keep up with the wild cards anymore. Cause I don't know who's on what really, and, show. And also, you um, you've but, only
0: got one life as well. Why would you waste <laughs> doing such a thing?
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, we didn't see, you know, we didn't see Roman, which he is a SmackDown star, but he's been on Raw almost every, every Monday. Um, you didn't see Sami Zayn. You didn't see Kevin Owens. Yeah, it's
0: true. Tied it up, right?
1: Yeah, and there's a few others that weren't on Raw that are usually on Raw. So I'm I'm hoping that tonight on SmackDown that they will be on SmackDown and make the show feel a lot different from Raw. Um, at least that's how I would do it. You know, you know, I put Roman on SmackDown since he's actually a SmackDown superstar, um, and. I guess I don't know what Sami Zayn is or Kevin Owens is. I I thought they were on separate brands, but put them on the same brand. I, I don't care.
0: Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows no. anymore. It's impossible to keep up. Uh, but no, I, I agree with you though. There, there's definitely elements of of change. And you can't base that just on one week because again, you don't know what tomorrow holds. And we can easily there's still been good parts that have happened over the last few weeks that, you know, have then have then been undone suddenly. Uh, so you know, we, we we you have to give them the benefit the the doubt, but also remember where we've come from. But either way, you know, I think it was a healthy a healthy step in the right direction. There's still stuff we need to sort out. The commercial breaks. Um, let me know what you thought about this. I thought the whole Alexa Bliss Carmella and um, uh, Nikki Cross thing has kind of started to feel a little bit odd. Like the story doesn't really—I don't know—to me it just doesn't really piece together because it kind of feels like now we're compete, you know, we're comparing old storylines with whatever this new era is called. So I think that needs a little bit of tightening up. But otherwise, I think yeah, going forward, everyone seems in good shape.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's everything's—I think everything is good for the most part. I and mean, I agree with you with the uh, Alexa Bliss segment and the Nikki Cross. Um, hopefully, I'm hoping that Nikki turns on Alexa, but I mean, they're t- they're still playing it out as Alexas going to turn. Turn on Nikki, and then you know maybe set up a Alexa versus Nikki feud up to Summerslam. Um, I I, mean, I don't I mean I like Bailey as the SmackDown champion. Uh, I, it wouldn't make I guess I mean I kind of want Alexa to be champion because it would make sense for Nikki Cross to get involved with that and then have Nikki go over at Summerslam, um, you know, with the title because I they haven't really you know played much with Bailey as champion. It's, it's feel like more of like uh, like a third wheel type feeling with Bailey in that title. So I mean. It's this, she's just in the middle of, of Alexa and Nikki feud. Um, so I would, from I would I would put the title on Alexa and then give the title to Nikki at SummerSlam and make Nikki official SmackDown star that way. Um, but um, to go to your com- uh, your commercial uh, stuff, um, you were talking about that. You know, do you? I, you know, I've been watching some old Raw episodes from you know the Ruthless Aggression era and the Attitude era. Um, it seemed like they were able to have commercials during matches and then, and you know, when they, when they, when you come back from, from the, sh- you know, come back from commercial break, they would give you a replay of what happened during, during, the during the commercial, you know, you know, why can't we just go back to that? I mean, I, I, I commercial, you know, you have to have commercials, that's understandable, but why can't we just do what we did back then? You know, what, why, why make it so complicated? <laughs> Cause it's going to to me, it's getting kind of old. I'm getting tired of the two out of three falls or, you know, these, you know, BQs and then start start the match again with, you know, six-man tags or eight-man tags or, even, you know, whatever they, whatever they do.
0: I think it's just overthinking a problem. That's all it is. It's creating a problem that doesn't exist and then trying to fix it. Because you're right. I mean, not only could you do that. What I can't understand is why couldn't you have a match and then when that match is done, you cut to an advert and then we come back from an advert, you cut to a backstage promo, or you cut to you know, whoever's, story, whoever's time it is to tell their story. So, you know, you can do something with the New Day versus the Viking Raiders. You can have that story, you end it, you go to commercial, you come back, and now we're focusing on AJ Styles and the club. Why can't we do that? Why do we have to make sure that it's inserted <laughs> into the middle of narratives? And, of course, the um, the instant response to that is, oh, then, well, matches are going to be really short. All the matches last night on Raw were short. Apart Even the main event. The main event, if they had had a, you know, a one... You a, a one block of fighting which they didn't they broke it up into two that would have been around 12 to 15 minutes which is a long match but in the end we got a two and a half minute match and an eight minute match neither of those are long matches you know if that's the kind of matches you're going to you're going to have you can build adverts around that and, you know, yeah and also, and also there's, there's no problem with having one match that has an advert in the middle but like you say just come back with replays and you know that's what the the commentators are there to be your eyes and ears so they can easily just fill you in
1: exactly I mean I- the, you know, the, I mean, I, I posted this on, on my Twitter not too long ago. See, the, I don't know. I, I could just be overcomplicating uh, my, my uh, process. But the way I would do it is, like you said, have commercials in between matches. You know, they, they don't have long matches in the first place. And it's a three-hour show, so you have plenty of time. If, if, you, if you need to make the commercial a little bit longer, make it a little bit longer. Just don't cut in during a short match. It doesn't make sense for you know, people watching at home. Um, and then for matches that last a little bit longer, you know, cut, cut to break and come back, come back with the replay. You know, I think that's, you know, pretty simple logic. No,
0: I think, um, I think so. <laughs> Do you think as well, I should have mentioned this earlier, obviously we broke a set. And in the past, when we've done angles to break sets, it means we get a new set. Do you think we could be doing that cuz it's about time you know if we've got executive directors for Raw and SmackDown and SmackDown's going to go to Fox and you know we do need to freshen up the presentation the look of the show which always helps because if you tune in and Raw looks different and you know it's Raw that does something to your brain do you think it's that or do you think this was done, done to you know get a reaction or do you think we get a new set next week I
1: I th- I think we should get a new set I think I think I think they're going to have to get a new set anyways when they go to when SmackDown goes to Fox um i had to make it make make it feel different make it feel new um and i and i always felt that raw and smackdown should have different sets anyways but you know you know we both grew up in the in the old days where you know we you know raw and smackdown had different you know different stages and all that um i i don't know i've i mean because like now we don't even like back you know even before we don't even get um Intro anymore, like we used to with you know, as they across the nation with the ruthless aggression era, of course. Um, We
0: always get cold opens these days,
1: yeah. Yeah, we don't get openings anymore. I mean, we don't have to, you know, if if they're not gonna do pyro, that's fine. You know, give us an intro, let the commentating like Michael Cole, he's the head commentator. Um, so you know, get us into the show, what's coming up, um, like you know, like like JR used to do it, you know, the they would have the intro, and then of course, they had the pyro, and then you know, JR said, We're live here, and you know, Dallas, Texas um and you know blah 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 and and it got you know it always got me pumped in, pumped for the show um they don't do that anymore they they usually just you know they do their their signature intro and then it goes to michael cole or talking and then you got a, a promo um and, and you know you don't really get you don't really get hype up for stuff like that um I'm, i think they should go back to that I, to me it it for me it got it got me into the show you know watching it back in the day yeah um, absolutely
0: sure. and also you could relate to the commentators more as well that's the other thing they did become because they became your you know almost like the you know the, the part of yourself that couldn't be there to fill stuff in and when they do do that you trust the commentators more than you believe more you buy into the stories more you know it's like a, it's a it's a complete package that's why the commentators exist to you know, act as the things that you can't see because you're just a dude or, or, or a girl sat home on your, on your sofa. But look, hopefully we do get there. The commentary wasn't great last night, but it was better than it has been. Uh, and it did take some risks, which, are, which I always appreciate. What have you thought? I mean, because obviously the big... Com- two questions, actually. Because the big conversation has been, you know, recently, AEW is the best and WWE has, has been terrible. I mean, you can go with that either way. But just give me... like 2019 so far, you know, we're, we're basically just over halfway through the year. What has been your take on it in general? I do think we're going through some kind of a, a shift at the moment, given a uh, fighter Fest on Saturday, for example. And now we're here still talking about about other things. So, yeah, like what is your, yeah, just, you know, what, what's been your take on the year? Has it been a good year? Has it been a bad year? Is the second half of the year going to be better than the first half of the year? I mean, WWE must have done something to keep you interested because you, you know, parted with your hard-earned cash to go to a three-hour episode of Raw last night.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I've all, I know, I've always been a WWE fan. Even when WCW was around, I mean, I used, you know, used to watch both of them. Um, I think this year, I think the beginning of this year, I think it's been kind of lackluster for the most part. Um, it seems like they hit the reset button every single week. Of you know, they they kept changing the storylines. You know, with the Becky Lynch and uh, Ronda Rousey story seemed to change every every week. Um, you know, they wanted to go one way, you know, triple H and Stephanie got you know involved in that story. And I was hoping that kept on going, but it changed next week. Vince McMahon came in and you know that he went away the next week with that storyline. So I think the first half of this year, I think it's been kind of lackluster. I don't think they knew what, what direction they want to go, um, go to. Um, but I think with AEW now they, I mean, WWE is not stupid. Vince is not stupid. He knows what's, you know, what's coming. You know, he sees the product. He's not gonna, you know, not pay attention to a competition, especially someone that has a mainstream um, television. You know, they're gonna be on TNT. and I don't. That we haven't had a mainstream uh, wrestling company be on TV, um, a major network, you know, since WCW. Um, and I think, hopefully, I'm, i and This is me. I'm me hoping is that that they see that and they put out a better product. And I'm sticking with WWE, you know, like you said, I, and I, 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 um, I paid, you know, you know, whatever, how much money I paid for the seed raw for three hours, knowing that the product has been stale. I, you know, I, I still support the guys and the women that are part of that company. I mean, they're, they're doing, they're doing a job, you know, that's, you know, that's, those are their lives. They, you know, that's how they make their money is, you know, they, that's, that's, you know, that's how they, uh feed their family. I mean, I, I, I want to support them as much as I can, even if the product is stale. Um, and the same with AEW, I want to support them as well. Cause you know, we want, you want good wrestling on, on, on our, on our television. We want, we want both. We want, we want all wrestling companies, all promotions to do well. We don't want any promotion to fail. So I'm hoping that AEW will bring WWE's, um, Bring their game a little bit higher, you know. Hopefully, like they showed yesterday, I believe. I feel like Raw was a lot better than it was, um, as it has been since you know since WrestleMania, in my opinion. Oh,
0: I think Uh, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. If not, maybe even better than it was then, depending on how you look at it. But no, totally, man, hundred percent. Have you been? Have you been keeping up with AEW stuff as well?
1: Yeah, actually, I have. Um, you know, I don't know a lot of the wrestlers at AEW. Um, yet, you know, I don't. I don't watch new Japan pro wrestling or i ring of honor impact. Um, as I, I, as I like to, um, cause I, I just like wrestling. I just like, you know, that's always been my thing ever since I was little, but yeah, I've been paying attention with AEW. I've obviously got John Moxley as you know, he's the number one right now. I, I feel, um, uh, and I, I thought fighter fest was actually pretty good for the most part. I didn't really care about the pre-show. Um, uh, uh except for the tag team match that they had. Um, I, I think AEW is doing great, and I hope they succeed. I hope TNT, when they get on the show in October, I hope it's a big, a big success. Because you know, we, we as wrestling nerds, we, we want to, you know, rest, this is what we want. We've been wanting something like this, you know, from you know ever since WCW and WWF back in the day. You know, we want good wrestling. We, we it, good, good competition is good for for all of us. I, I feel. Yeah.
0: I totally agree. And I think it's something like you say that has been missing from wrestling for ages, which is why I can't really figure out. There's still a contingent, like especially after FireFest at the weekend, there is still a contingent that absolutely want to see one company succeed and the other one die. And I, you know, that that, that just seems baffling. It seems baffling to me from both a entertainment and humanistic perspective, because if a company dies, you're going to get what we had in 2001, where there's a bunch of wrestlers who are just wandering around aimlessly because they have nowhere to work anymore. But also, you know, the best thing about the last few days is Fyter Fest, like you say, not the best show that AEW's put on, but very entertaining all the same. And to get here on a Tuesday and actually waking up and, you know, in terms of my own sort of social space, have a load of people tweeting me saying, oh, Raw was amazing, Raw was great, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a much better environment, I think, than the usual, oh, what a pile of crap. You know, so you've got two companies. And I know that WWE's still got a long way to go to build that trust back up. But right now, at least, you've got two major companies. And by October, you know, AEW will be on a major network as well. And if they can keep pushing each other and keep raising each other's games up, everyone is just going to enjoy it more. Because, look, all these naysayers that hated Raw are now back on the train that quickly simply because we got three hours. Well, there was some crap in there, too. But, you know, mostly we've got three hours of good wrestling. And it kind of goes to show that three hours is always good going to be difficult but when you do get it right when you paste the show out when you bring more people in you got characterization narratives and you know a cool payoff at the end with aj styles you can't make it work it is doable it is there
1: exactly i mean wwe has enough talent to you know to have even a longer show if they wanted to i don't want them to have a longer show but you know yeah, they, got got saying, enough they have there. enough yeah, they, yeah. they have enough talent i mean they have enough talent to put on a good show they, you know they have enough talent to have a story for each segment and not feel like it's, you know, you know, they just like, uh, fillers. Um, I, I know. And with AEW coming, I feel like that's going to happen. I mean, if yesterday kind of felt little, you know, felt that way to me. Um, but again, then again, you know, it's, it's the first Monday with Paul Heyman and, uh, in charge as the executive director. So you know anything you know next week we could be saying that you know what a crap show that was.
0: Hey, we could of course we um. could. You never you <laughs> know. but you could do though, right? Like it's still it's still early days in 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 the comeback trail. It,
1: exactly. And I and I am hoping that like I said I'm hoping that AEW in October I hope it it brings WWE to bring their um their bring their, bring their A game and, and vice versa. I mean um, AEW's Fighter Fest wasn't all you know it was it was good it wasn't all that great but it was different. So that that's what made it, you know, seem so. I think it seems great, you know, fantastic. the The show was really good because it was different. It's different from WWE, and WWE is gonna be different from AEW, and that's what I think. That's what we need as wrestling fans. We need two different companies that feel different, um, and with different, you know, you have different stars, different talent. Um, we're gonna see different people on our television um, three days a week, and I I, I think that's. I, me, I'm excited for it.
0: I agree. One thing we should have talked about, and I didn't, because it really has divided people, is the Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch relationship. Now, <laughs> it was very smalty, there's no problem pretending otherwise. It was very um cringy, I think that's a fair word to put in there, but cringy doesn't necessarily mean you don't like it. You know, you could you could have a cringy thing, but it's still uh, you know, it, it still works. So that's how I came down. I was watching it through gritted teeth, but I was like, well, I think they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a bit of a, of a wink and a nudge. But, you know, I know you only saw that on a big screen, but you also saw oh, we should talk about all the pregnancy stuff as well, which we will. <laughs> but just let me know how that went as well, because obviously Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch really are the and Roman Reigns. But, you know, he wasn't on this show. They are the uh, well, they're, they're the top guys in the company right now. You know, they just are. And it feels interesting to me that they're kind of now dropped down the card a little bit to kind of let this AJ Styles ricochet stuff sign, which is good. They should do that. I don't think anybody saw this coming, say, post-WrestleMania 35, and we didn't even know about the relationship then, as far as I know. But it's, it's a bit weird how it's, you know, segued so quickly from reality into into the word of make-believe. But, yeah, again, because you were there and you're getting sort of a, a first-hand experience from what uh, actual, you know, WWE fans think. I mean, yeah, how did it go down? Like, because it's definitely divided people from a television <laughs> point of view.
1: From what we saw live, uh, you know... I guess it was different because you know you had a lot of people around you. It, I just found it funny. I, I I thought it was more of a comical type segment.
0: Yeah, it um, was
1: too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I to me, I feel like Seth is more comfortable than Becky when it comes to this um, putting the relationship on on television. Um, I don't think Becky is as comfortable as Seth is, um, but I I do I will say that Becky did seem a lot more comfortable than she did last week. So maybe you know she's coming coming a little bit she's trying to get more comfort with this i don't know um it did like last week i thought it was kind of cringy a little bit but this week I mean, t- I mean last night was i mean to me i thought it was just comical i thought i i laughed so i mean <laughs> if you know i was laughing so i i you know i guess i say i enjoyed it a little bit um what, you know, about, what it, about
0: it, it what about Mike Canellis being destroyed by his wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: you, know, you know, you have the crowd going ooh and all that stuff. I I, I just find it funny. I didn't really care for it because you know they this is the first time they've been on you know on Raw TV and I don't remember how long. Um, so I, I just found I just found it funny I, I think I think I found it more funny because the crowd around me they were just I because they were laughing so I, I was laughing too. So I I just thought I thought it was comical.
0: I liked it. I didn't know what to make of it at the time, but now I've had a few conversations with people about it and let it sit in. I think I like it because it's just so stupid, <laughs> but in a good way, like it was, it's kind of, it's an interesting story. Like, I do want to know where they're going to go with it. Right? Like, and i like to see Mike Kanellis and Maria back on the TV. I think they're quite good, uh, you know, quite, quite good performers. So I actually thought it's one of those things, you know, we've been asking people to be featured on TV and if this works and it, and it creates an interesting narrative that I can enjoy, I think i'm all right with it i was just thinking about it earlier it's like it, it it promoted so much conversation and it would i think the real key was it wasn't one of those angles that died a death because it was so horribly acted like they're the ones that i don't like this was everybody played their role here perfectly you know mike kanellis looked shocked maria kanellis is really good at being you know whatever you want to describe that character at that point seth rollins and becky list were kind of background um, personas so it doesn't matter see i think it actually benefited everybody you know, yeah I, it, it, it wasn't awkward to watch it was shocking and weird but it wasn't awkward yeah
1: i, I thought I mean I thought it was I mean, like I, I think the reason why I think a lot of people liked it too it was different because you don't you don't really see that on you, you don't really see them and on Wwe TV so it made it felt different and, and you know it wasn't repetitive like we usually get every week so I mean I enjoyed it i mean like i said, I thought it was comical um it and hopefully next week they'll they follow up with that you know but wwe you know, has before you know, just dropped the story. You know, the week after. So I'm hoping that they continue. I mean, I, I'm hopeful for that story because I think it'll be, you know, that'll be another, I guess, a comical type um, segment that we can have during during RAW during a three-hour show. So and we need that sometimes. We need we need comic, you know, comic when it comes to uh, a <laughs> three-hour. Uh, yeah,
0: you've got to pace it out and you've got to make sure that every segment is different from the last. I mean, there's a video going up about, on what culture about this. Cause after fighter fest, everyone's like, what is, uh, is AEW just going to be like hardcore wrestling now? It's like, no, they're just letting you know they will do hardcore wrestling, but they'll also have the young bucks and Kenny Omega dressing up as street Fighter and they'll do dumb, you know, street fights that like they did in the opening. Like, they're trying to be diverse and give you a, uh, give you a choice, make sure they appeal, you know, dependent on, on what your tastes are. And I think good wrestling does that. As long as you have that serious core running through it, that kind of, defines the attitude era one thing we should talk about as well given that you were there what was it like attendance wise because that's been the controversy over the last couple of weeks obviously stomping grounds was bad raw and smackdown apparently were even worse but i apparently it's quite packed right like a good ten thousand people
1: yeah it was we had uh, what i saw from from where i was and and actually i um i recorded the whole thing because i know i see other um um wrestling shows on youtube that you know they always you know trashed you know you know WWE because you know they can't fill up the seats. But um, to me, it looked like the the arena was almost sold out for the most part. And they did have some section um, where the hard camera was on on the the very top section that was um, tarped off, you know, so people weren't sitting there. But most of the you know the whole, the whole arena was almost pretty much full. Um, and maybe after you know after we're done with this uh, podcast, I'll tag you on the on the video that I, that I recorded. Yeah, I, I want, I, I wanted the show, you know, it's, it's being show sure Cause I think a lot of people that take pictures and send it to these, you know, these wrestling, uh, um, channels on YouTube, they're taking these pictures, you know, an hour before the show to make it look like there's nobody there. Um, but for I was, you know, that has always been a good crowd anyways. Um, but it was the, the whole, the whole arena was packed. I mean, there was and everybody was into it too. Everybody was into the show, so I mean, it made the sh- made Raw feel, feel you know feel awesome. It felt like a great show when you know when you have the whole arena almost um, sold out, yeah, all you know all I don't know how many you know ten thousand, you know twelve thousand people there, you know chanting and getting into the show. It makes the show a lot more enjoyable.
0: Yeah, of course it does, man. You know, fans again. I always go back to this. It's boring now. The Hulk Hogan versus The Rock WrestleMania 18. If you turn the sound off, you're like, meh you put the sound on, you're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. It just gets yeah, you buzzed. Uh, exactly,
1: as, yeah.
0: <laughs> as you are in Texas too, are you going to the G1 next week or Impact? They're there as well or are you? Uh, are you I mean, did you save your, your entertainment dollars for WWE?
1: <laughs> I saved it because I bought these WWE tickets back in April. Yeah. Um, and I and I would love to go see um, the New New Japan show and Impact. There's just, I, I, you know, I can't afford it. <laughs>
0: oh, no, dude, they're um, so awesome, man. <laughs> they so much money, dude. And like... Uh, you know, I imagine we don't have to get into it, but WWE is expensive. I know this. I've been, I've been to shows. They're not. Well, it's just live entertainment. Live entertainment these days are expensive because the world changed. And that's where a lot of these companies yeah. make their money now is on the live gate.
1: Yes, yes it can get. I mean, it can get pretty pricey. I mean, where we sat because we, we've been wanting to sit closer because that's the first time they actually ever sat on the floor, so that was kind of cool. So, but yeah, it, it does get kind of pricey. I just it's a good thing they only come maybe once every you know every 6 months they're like you know it gives me time to save up
0: now, of course dude but well, I, I, you, you absolutely lucked out though like to, to decide to sit on the floor with that opening angle i mean dude like that's the world smiling down on you <laughs> that's, that's, that 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 <laughs> you luck you lucked out um let's i don't want to get too far ahead of myself but i i want to given that there was a big shift last night do you think extreme rules I don't, I, don't, just, well, it's just like, I don't massively care about Extreme Rules right now. I care about Samoa Joe versus Kofi Kingston. Uh, and I think the Seth Rollins match is actually going to be odd <laughs> in, in, in a good way. But given the again, let's say this is a shift and let's say we are going to head, head on a better path. Uh, not necessarily Extreme Rules itself, but let's say the Monday after. So Raw, two weeks on Monday. Do you foresee that as like when we hit this new dawn with WWE leading into SummerSlam? Like, can we actually get to a point now where all our criticisms and our complaints will go away? So we do get, you know, the roster being used better. We do get storylines actually mean something and don't die after a week just because, you know, <laughs> they, did, they didn't pop a rating. I think to me, the, the biggest piece of evidence, not necessarily tonight, I'll give them a couple of weeks because I don't know what the lay of the land is. If Rusev turns up on SmackDown at any point within the next three weeks, I would be like, okay, we're all good. We're all good. We're heading back in the direction that that I want to go. Because I love the fact that Samoa Joe is in this position. Samoa Joe, especially last night when he choked Kobe Kingston out, which I thought was a great way to do it. I 100% believe him as a number one contender, which is doubly amazing. Because really, the only thing he did leading into this was lose to Ricochet. And he lost his title. So it goes to show that you can do it. But yeah, let's say, you know, post-extreme rules... Not necessarily. What do you expect? But what do you want as a WWE fan who, like you say, has invested and is staying up to date with it and giving them your money? That's the thing. That's a three-way street.
1: Well, I'm I'm hoping that I'll hope the day after the Monday after Extreme Rules that we start getting into stories with. Um, I, I just I just want I'm hoping that that they just have every segment have a story. You know, it tells a story up to SummerSlam. Because I I don't know what day SummerSlam's on. Um, what day it is in August? I
0: think it's the fourteenth. Um, um, it seems Sunday like Sunday the fourteenth. The
1: fourteenth. So so, and then Extreme Rule is on fourteenth. I don't know what Extreme Rules on
0: fourteenth oh, is well. Okay, so I'm hoping it's it's the, the <laughs> four. Oh, sorry, no, no, no. It's fourteenth is Extreme Rules, and the eighteenth is um SummerSlam.
1: SummerSlam. So we we have we have over a month to to tell stories, and I'm hoping that Monday the Monday after extreme rules that we get into. No, it's proper 11th. Sorry, it's the
0: eleventh. Yeah. The eleventh. 11th. It's eleventh. So they have three you know, I'm gonna work it out for you. I'm gonna tell you hundred percent. So <laughs> one week to yeah they got four weeks. They do have four weeks,
1: yeah. Four. We, 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 they still have plenty of time to, to you know have proper storylines and they can probably carry the stuff they they do they did last night and tonight on SmackDown and next week on Raw and SmackDown. Um they can carry that on after after Extreme Rules and I'm just, I am as a fan, I'm wanting, I'm, I'm just wanting good storytelling. That's, that's all I ask for is good storytelling. Um, I don't want, you know, have a story I'm invested in for two weeks. And then that third week it's dropped and goes to a different story. Cause you know, for whatever reason, um, I just want good storytelling. Um, and I, we haven't had that this year. I, I don't remember the last time we actually had good storytelling, but it plays out through the whole, um, through the whole, you know, pay-per-view cycle. Um, it's it's been a while, I believe. I I can't tell you when the last time we ac- ha- actually had a proper. Yeah.
0: I mean, they kind of did it with Becky, Charlotte and Ronda, but I think they overproduced that too. I, you, think they, yes. I think they had a story. It was good and they mostly stuck to it. But then they added a little bit here and a little bit there. And I think by the end of it, it's just like, OK, we've gone we've gone way too far. You know, it, it, it always reminds me of the Bret Hart, Vince McMahon, uh, WrestleMania 26, 7, whatever the hell it was. Not 27, but, <laughs> you know, where we had the perfect story, the ultimate story in pro wrestling. And then all of a sudden we were adding in all these little bits. I'm like, dude, the story is in 1997 you screwed him over. That's it. That's the whole story. You don't. I don't need anything else. There's like 15 years worth of, of material here. So I think sometimes WWE get worried about how much time they have left, where really they can just they can just let it play out. But I do think, yeah, I think this four weeks from Extreme Rules to SummerSlam, and don't forget SummerSlam is the second biggest pay per view of the year. You know, I think that's going to be a really interesting, uh, and a really interesting month. And I'm hoping by the time we get past that and, you know, come September, you really do kind of start hinting at WrestleMania a little bit, not massively. Uh, I, I think I think we'll know more. My only worry is we get to Survivor Series. And if anybody pitches the idea of Raw versus SmackDown, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind
1: because, you, you, you know, that's you know, that's going to happen. But how? You because SmackDown is going to Fox and they're still going to play it play it out. That Raw and SmackDown are going to go head to head.
0: But what on earth could they possibly do <laughs> to make you believe that? I there's
1: nothing. <laughs> there is nothing. There's nothing. Nothing. It, you, know, am I, you know, this my you know, this going off topic a little bit. In my opinion, I think they should retire the the pay per view, the Surviv- Survivor Series, and just replace it with Money in <laughs> the Bank. Because you know, Survivor Series is not what it w- once was. I think they should just retire that pay per view and just you know this don't have that, that pay-per-view anymore and just replace it with something else like with Money in the Bank and make that a November pay-per-view and so don't have to worry about this Raw versus Smackdown stuff in November because I think that's
0: pointless. Oh, it is now. There, there, there's no way. It's funny you said Money in the Bank. My brain did a little bit of uh, uh, it sort of floated away and I was like, wait a minute, who is Money in the Bank? I was like, oh yeah, it's Brock Lesnar. How <laughs> that that story seems so far away now. Although talking about the, the Smackdown on Fox, that's when he's going to cash in. Of course he is. That just makes smart business sense. You tune in or you don't tune in, and you miss a title change. Brock Lesnar comes back, beats whoever. It doesn't matter. He's Brock Lesnar. Like the no one at Fox who used to have UFC on their channels is going to go. Don't put Brock Lesnar as your champion. They'll love that. They don't care who's not on every single week. He's a star. He's a mainstream star.
1: Exactly. And I and I I figured that that that's when he's going to cash in the first
0: oh, Friday yeah. on to. on
1: Fox. <laughs> yeah, because you know I try I try to stay positive. I'm like you. I try to stay positive when it comes to WWE. Uh, but sometimes you have that in the back of your mind what they may do that's going to annoy you a little bit, but I, I I, think that they may end up doing Brock Lesnar cash-in the first Friday of uh, SmackDown on Fox, and then they're going to do another maybe Roman ver- you know, versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania where Roman chases Brock Lesnar for the title again, but you know, on SmackDown this time. Um, I'm hoping that doesn't happen, but like I said, I'm going to try to stay positive that that, is, that doesn't happen, but I see. I do see Brock Lesnar cashing in on uh, that first Friday uh, on Fox. Yeah,
0: then, I, um,
1: I think, in October.
0: I think you'd be nuts not to do it. Some things just make sense. It, it it would pop a rating and it would get people interested. And like I've said before, I like it when Brock Lesnar is on TV week to week. I really do. I think Brock Lesnar is great. I think he's underrated in many ways. Uh, he's one of the best sell. You know, he sells better than mostly anybody, not just in WWE but all of wrestling. You know, the only issue is he's never on television. You miss him. Like I miss him now. And there is a a way to benefit that, but the problem. He's been gone so long. At this stage, you know, he has to be on week to week to to, to balance it out.
1: Yeah, and I think then he then he signed another contract. I don't know if he signed a, a full time contract or what, but.
0: Apparently wow. he's, he's signed till June next year. I mean, these are just rumors, of course. But yeah, apparently he's he's there till June next year. I would imagine it's on a you know not very many dates. And I, I honestly, I, I don't see. I just respect it. I respect the fact that he's been able to be such a good businessman because you do have to put yourself first in those situations. It's just um, I don't know if it's a shame or not anymore when I think about it. Because again, if they did do that on SmackDown, it would work. But I will say it is a shame that he takes so much. Not, I don't mean Brock Lesnar himself, but he was—he was the Universal Champion for so long, and because he was Mister Money in the Bank, you want that stuff on television. It's a shame he takes that away from what we get. But hey ho, yeah, what are you gonna
1: do? I think, I mean, they could have—they could have built up Brock, you know, you know, you know, prior to you know him with, with the title, you know, they could have had him without the title. I mean, he's Brock Lesnar. He's gonna—he's gonna bring people to the arena no matter what. So you didn't—you didn't have to put the title on him uh, with him with the with the Money in the Bank briefcase. I mean that's fine. That it's not it's not a main title, so he can pop up any time and cash in. Um, so I'm not I'm not I don't care about that part. Um, if he wants to keep it all the way up to next year, that's fine too. <laughs> but as long as they don't put the title on him and the title goes away for months and months, that that I don't like. I mean I don't mind Brock Lesnar. I mean I liked him back then because he was he was on my television every week, so he you know he was a beast. You know even back then. Uh, I just Hopefully, when he, when this new Fox thing comes in October, yeah, if 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 they're going to use Brock Lesnar in, the, in a title, um, pick, in a title a title story that they um that he's actually on the show, you know, every week or every other week, um, instead of you know once every few months, and I think that kind of that kind of kills the title or kills the belt in my opinion.
0: One week that's going to be as well. The rumor is that on the that's the fourth. And a rumor is on the second is when AEW's TV deal is going to launch as well. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that week? How crazy that will be! The amount of Twitter, internet Twitter is going to go nuts. They're not going to be able to handle themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I know, and I feel bad for you because you're going to get a lot. You're going to get you're going to get people saying that you're a WWE fanboy and then an AEW fanboy and all that stuff. So you're going to, you're going to have ton ton of fun with that one.
0: The best thing about that man is the same because I clock <laughs> usernames and there's a username that will call me a WWE fanboy, will then watch, a Fighter Fest pay-per-view, uh, ups and downs, and they'll say, oh, you're an AEW fanboy. And I never reply because it's a waste <laughs> of time. But I always <laughs> want to go... Which one is it? You can't you can't, you, you can't, have both. I'm either one or the other. The real shocking thing is that I'm actually a fanboy of all wrestling promotions. Because as we've already talked <laughs> about, uh, why, exactly. why, the, why the hell would I want to invest in anything that was crap? Like, what what a waste of my life. I'd rather everything was brilliant. I want Impact to be brilliant. I mean, you know, just, uh, just to sort of wrap things up, it's not a huge news story. But Impact apparently is all done with the Pursuit Channel, which has now vanished from televisions in America. And they're going to be going to Access, which is quite interesting. Because Access has MMA. Access has New Japan. Access has Women of Wrestling and now access is going to have impact too. So they're kind of four major combat sports I don't think it's gonna come a, a competitor like AEW or WWE or anything like that. But however, if you're you know, if you're someone that doesn't get burnt out on wrestling easily, I would presume they're gonna put all these on whichever night. I think they're a Saturday night thing, the, the New Japan stuff. So, you know, if on a Saturday night you don't wanna go out and you can watch those four shows back to back, it may be a little bit overkill, maybe it, it dilutes the audience a, a, a tad. But I think that's cool too. Like impact's a good product right now, and if they can get a better T V deal, then more power to
1: them. Yeah, exactly. I mean I I mean I've always wanted to get into Impact Wrestling, is just that I didn't have the channel to- to get exactly to watch it. Exactly. I mean, the only, the time problem, I, right only time right? I can watch it is doing the YouTube uh you know YouTube clips or whatever. But I don't I mean I like to watch it on my on my TV. But if I'm able to access it on um, on my uh, cable um, whatever whatever I have as I have spectrum. So if I can access it on spectrum and then hey I, I would be watching that too. I mean I like you said I want all the promotions to do great. I want I don't want any wrestling promotion to fail. I mean, you know, more more wrestling is good for all of us and good com- you know good competition is great for all companies. Exactly. and i'm um, hopefully they hopefully they can you know they can stay on what you said was gonna be on access hopefully they can stay on that and hopefully it will draw more more eyes i mean i like wrestling I mean, i see what you know, some clips on youtube and and i, I like it which i can you know sit down and watch it on my television um at times so hopefully this is one way i can do it
0: hell yeah man hell yeah well we'll see what's gonna happen it's gonna be interesting 2019 like uh, by like i say we'll be in july on the second as well, so July, August, so two months, uh, three months, three months' time, we will, you know, be in the midst or whatever this AEW WWE thing is going to be. We would have had all out, um, whatever the hell it's cooked. So I'm I'm excited. I think we're in a good place, and if WWE can use these next few months to ramp their product back up to where it's meant to be, and also the best thing then if they do do that, they would have stayed the course, and I guarantee you the ratings will have bumped up a little bit as well, and not just um through word of mouth through genuine audience interest and getting back up to where they need to be
1: exactly and i think you know people watching raw uh, in, in october people watching raw in october they're gonna say we'll see what aew does on wednesday and then you know, we watch that and say we'll see what uh, smackdown does on friday see how they uh, you know counteract with that you know people are gonna tune in each you know monday wednesday and friday to see what the other you know product is doing to compete with each other. so I think, I think more eyes will be on both products. I believe I think they're going to see, we'll see what, let's see what the uh, AEW is doing yeah, um, to uh, compete with each other.
0: Damn right. Damn right. I'm with you a hundred percent. And on that note, on that positive note, we will start to wrap things up. Cause I like it. I like ending on a positive note. It makes me happy. Uh, is there anything else you want to throw out there or talk about? You got a Twitter and Instagram, or anything like that, man?
1: No, I mean, um, I mean, if you want, if anyone out there wants to, uh, uh, follow me on my Twitter. Um, my, my Twitter uh, name is at uh, Nerd Talk Twenty Seven. Um, <laughs> <Love> I, <it. laughs> yeah, I talk wrestling on there as much as I can. You know, as you know, as much as work allows me to uh, interact with there. I mean, I like I like talking wrestling. I mean, I, that's that's my thing. I I I've been watching wrestling since I was a kid. You know, from the '90s up to now. Um, there was that break in the mid 2000s, but I'm 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 here to I'm I'm here to stay and watch it. no matter what
0: you don't have to justify talking wrestling with me my friend i've made it my entire life which still makes me laugh when people go millie you're such a nerd such a mark i'm like yes i'm aware like this is not (laughs) this is not news to me like i i'm well i'm well aware of what i decided to do with my life but hey ho, (laughs) again that is the internet for you well look derek thanks so much for joining me man i enjoyed this a lot i appreciate it and i appreciate your support too
1: of course, man, I'm good. thanks thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it, I'm looking forward to the next.
0: Hell yeah, man. And in the meantime, of course, you can head over to YouTube.com for assessment report rules, or you can search for Simon Miller, Find my profile pick of me in my wrestling gear and give the channel a subscribe. That's where you can watch more videos and watch these podcasts, should you so wish. Uh, if you are on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google or whatever, make sure you give it five stars and a review. That's how more people find it. Patreon.com forward to Simon316 is the whole reason these exist to begin with and how Derek came on today. So you can come on the podcast and get postcard videos, loads of stuff up there. So check it out. And I've got merchandise, should you care? Wrestling merchandise, simonmiller.bigcartel.com. Com. Other than that, look, just enjoy the week. Enjoy the craziness of Raw. You'll be hearing this after SmackDown Live goes live, but hopefully we can have a nice chat about that in a few days as well. Thanks so much again, Derek, and thank you, everyone, for listening. I will talk to you all again very soon.